welcome back to Confidently Clueless. Today I am sitting down with my very, very good friend, Luna Leone. <laughs> well, hello. Do you want to say how you actually pronounce your last name? Okay, so it's French, so it's supposed to be Leon, but you can say Leone. Yeah, because it's definitely Italian, not what right? I said. <laughs> I said Leone. Leone but it's sounds fun. very nice. <laughs> we went to school together yes. in sixth grade with Rocio. We went, but we also went to ballet dance. We did. Together. We did. And we, we were a duo. We were. And we did cabaret together. We d- Also, we did the uh, scene from the musical Cats. Yeah, and it was awful. <laughs> Honestly, that was my dream come true. So in my head, it was. we did great. But we, it I was awful, apparently. My mom said so. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> She loved us though. <laughs> Apparently, oh, it was very bad. Well, all right. Can I'll you just remember keep in my head? We rehearsed like cabaret at school, and we were like, I "Oh, do. we cannot play. We need to rehearse." <laughs> such Even from characters. like such a young age, we were such hustlers, yeah. such divas. <laughs> we sacrificed our playtime to um, <laughs> rehearse cabaret at twelve Working years old. Hard all night. <laughs> oh yeah, but I'm very excited to sit down, talk with you. I'm very excited you to are be also here. a fellow artist. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you are. I you're a singer. Okay, thank you're you. You're also like, you're bas- you're an influencer. No, okay. I won't consider myself an influencer. Okay. I'm a nano-influencer or micro-influencer maybe. Okay. But I don't really influence. <laughs> Am I an influencer? But I, I don't like the influencer word because I okay. don't feel like I influence. Because I feel like okay. influencers are really, that's a really a legit job. Yeah. And I... I don't really influence people on buying things or on, on oh, okay. investing okay, in something. Okay, fair. So you're, I don't know. You share content. Yes, and sometimes I do do publicity, but like very few times. Okay. And I yeah. don't know. Okay. Well, you're also singer. That's you're, more my pace, I think. Yeah, you're a student, so you're yeah, still not a graduate. <laughs> no, because you took well, a year off. Actually, I am a graduate, but. When do, oh, because you double yeah. majored. So, so from one of them. Yeah, but I, I, I'm still a student, yes. Which you've studied, the first one which you've already graduated was Humanities. Yes, exactly. The second one, I always forget the name. It's Digital Communication. Right. But digital I hate to say it in English because digital sounds like... Just little <laughs> what? When I'm trying like to say it, it's like Digital Communication. <laughs> I have such a hard oh, time. Oh, like the pronunciation <laughs> yeah. of digital. But yeah, that is a weird word. <laughs> Sorry. But, well, let's just jump right into it. I'm going to just ask you right off the bat, what has been the weirdest or like hardest... I guess more weirdest, because it doesn't have to be the hardest, but the weirdest thing or concept that you've had to deal with at our age right now. Whoa. Being like 23. Um, I feel like, okay, I feel like identity, even mm-hmm. if it's like, maybe this is a very basic. No, but it's true. It is like the main thing, because who am I? I don't know. <laughs> and why is nobody telling me? <laughs> like that's, yes. that, that's the question I have, because I'm very like... Um, I'm a very indecisive person and I yeah. like when people help me choose things like when I have two options I hate menus because I want to order everything or mm-hmm. nothing so yep. if somebody can say like you are, you're going to order this I'm going to be like thank you very much <laughs> yes <laughs> because if I don't like it I can always blame them <laughs> yeah. so well, with my life choices I talked about this yeah. how we need to take responsibility yes, for our yes that's choices. the thing because with my life choices if I make the choice and it doesn't like if nothing good comes out of it that's I'm like, always like oh fuck that's my fault <laughs> but yes i feel like identity and like um self-hatred i think those mm. are the the two main things that i'm struggling in my 20s like accepting and loving yourself yeah and also like what the fuck do i want to do with my life 
don't yeah, know. Yeah, it does feel like that is the theme with our yeah. age. <laughs> it does seem like nobody knows what the fuck. Yeah, it does seem like everybody's on the yeah. same freaking boat. <laughs> but you know, okay, maybe... I'm actually having a pretty good weekend where like a few weeks ago, I felt very anxious. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel content and I didn't feel like I could appreciate the things around me. And I always felt like I wasn't doing enough and that the things around me weren't enough. Mm -hmm. And now something has happened where I feel very calm this week. And I know it's not going to last forever. Like I feel like when I'm trying to learn when I'm either having good days or bad days to not not try to obsess over the feeling or try to hold on because it will pass Mm. everything is so cyclical so right now the idea of like i don't know what i'm doing feels like exciting like it feels a little like oh yeah i can romanticize it of like yeah i don't know what i'm doing so i can do anything yeah i'm not there yet but yeah (laughs) i feel like that's the goal right because it is exciting and when i see somebody like uh finishing their studies or whatever i'm like that's so exciting like the whole world is at your like feet but I don't know, but like it's that. so yeah. scary. With every, with my own, it's like very hard. Yeah, because I get that it's very like exciting to see it from the outside, but to live, to I don't know. Well, yeah, and again, it's just it depends. There's days where yeah. you're like very confident about it, and you're like, yeah, this yeah. is like so fun, and I actually can do anything, and that's so beautiful. And then there's days where that thought is not fun yeah. at all, and you're like, no, but like please somebody help me. Yeah, and this is not fun anymore. And I have this thing with maybe maybe I'm a bad person, but. I'm, I'm good with it because I'm very like sometimes I get very frustrated because I see people around me like doing the things that I maybe want to do or like um very successful and I'm so happy for them but at the same time I struggle like mm. but what about like it, it means that I'm not doing enough or like yeah. I'm not meeting the same like you know and I saw this comment because I'm focused on a musical theater and that's like the place I want to follow and I saw this comment the other day like on a TikTok I was like uh, whatever you're doing, there's always a Broadway kid doing it better than you. <laughs> That's so true, Stop, though. <laughs> no. But that does put things into perspective because, like, first of all, the fact that some everybody's good at something doesn't mean you, there's no there there that you don't have space to be good at it too. Yes. And second of all, it's absolutely fine to admire people and don't yeah. feel threatened by their success. And I feel like yeah. that's very hard at our age because you yeah. always feel like these stars that, that are 21 or 22 yeah. that have been doing movies for like 10 years and they're, they're, they're like, okay. And you're, you yes. live in the same world, but you don't really. So it's, it's hard sometimes. That is so true. I think that is one of the hard things, finding the balance. Yeah. And especially at our age, I feel like so young people are doing so much and i think part of it like social media is great because it gives like a lot of visibility to a lot of things but then i see some people my age who are (laughs) or younger who have written books about climate change yeah and i'm here like having crisis about what should i eat today and i'm like okay so my question is like overachieving is a thing yes but do we feel like we need to be overachievers in order to succeed because i have this thing where it's like I've never actually thought about it because I feel like we all are like you do a hundred things a day and you still feel like you're not productive enough yeah and when you have free time then you don't do anything yes. because you don't have the energy and then you feel so bad about about yourself that you again put a hundred things on on your day next the next day and you're like wait a minute I still don't have time to breathe so it's a vicious cycle I feel yes. like that is not healthy but it's like it's never enough kind yes. of yes because also that exhaustion 
where we hit days where we're like, then we can't do anything. It's yeah, so mental. Down. Yeah. It's so honestly more mental than physical because of how many times you're through the day, you're like, I need to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. I'm not doing enough. That you end up getting to a point where you just want to crawl into bed and yes. not move. <laughs> yes. And you're there at bed like maybe at 3 p.m. And you're like, you need to like move. And yes. you're like, but I don't want to. Yeah. And then you feel so bad about yourself. Yes. Yeah. But I yeah. saw this thing because I'm, I feel like I'm a very, very like one of my main topics in life and mental health and stuff is like insecurities and like not not liking myself and stuff but at the same time i'm very confident in some areas like Mm. i'm very not confident at all in some areas but in others i'm like like way up there like a little too much and i saw this (laughs) thing the other day where it was like uh this weird dynamic between your confidence being the at a very low level but your ego being really high sometimes so you you feel like you're on top of the world sometimes and you feel really good about yourself but then you feel like shit and i never knew that was the ego part i think it's so interesting too like you're 23 and you're like but i'm on top of the world but then you feel like no i'm not free yes (laughs) so i feel like that is a weird dichotomy honestly like i think it (laughs) It's been very humbling <laughs> with acting. Yes. Like, and I'm realizing, and stuff, yeah. yeah, where it's just constant no's. Yeah. And I'm realizing, like, Zmira, you're not that special. Yeah. And I think... But you are, though. How do you find I mean, the balance? I, I am, yeah. like, yes. It is a balance where I do have to find my own uniqueness. Yes. And I need to find, like, I know that I have things to offer. Yeah. But it's also... Uh, we're the other one, side where I'm going yeah. to auditions with a lot of girls that look just like me yeah. and I'm like what the fuck like I don't stand out wait a minute I'm a white girl yeah and I'm just like very just like brunette white just like 20 something and I'm like yeah I mean I don't really stand out so again this is not to be like oh my god I suck but it is like <laughs> I it kind of feels better to just be like then stay in your lane like do your own thing you know yeah. we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back like a tiny bit so mm-hmm. i'm very curious to go more into it like you're working with social media i know yeah. you say you're not influencer but you do do publicity mm-hmm. and you post a lot of content what is your relationship with social media and creating a workspace there mm-hmm. so i feel like i'm very privileged because that's been something that is more like been given to me because i haven't really worked on my platform that much and i can say that this kind of like nipple babyism thing uh, the materialization of that for me has been like an Instagram following even if it's very small um, because I haven't done that much mm-hmm. I, it's true that when I was 18 I tried to work on it and that's when my following grew a little bit bigger but um, in the last years as I've been working for some people like as a community manager like for other projects and as a student like it's something that has always been there but I haven't put that much work on it. Mm-hmm. So I always say that I, I'm riding the tide until... No, I'm riding the wave, the wave yeah. until it, the wave stops. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm very lucky to be right. living this kind of like... Um, and to have this platform that I can use as a job or like, yeah. you know. But I do feel like it's always been a really tough thing for me. Because I've always felt like... So as a context, my mom is like... Because I don't know, if this is English, so I don't know. So I feel like it, as a context... I have friends who have studied your mom in school. It's true. Yeah. So my mom is an, a, a very well-known actress here in Spain. And I, she's always had a big following on Instagram. And I always saw these uh, daughters of famous people, too, having a re- very good 
following or having this always comparing myself in the physical way which is very bad but mm-hmm. as a 14 year old that was the only thing that in my mind was the difference between them and me wow. that i was very much different from like uh the white uh, blonde blue-eyed skinny girl mm-hmm. and to me that was my problem like the only thing that was stopping me from having this big audience or like big following on instagram was my physique so i always had a very hard time dealing with the fact that i didn't have that much followers even if it doesn't make sense that I would have followers because I did nothing with my Instagram, only post like very random stuff that now I have archived and I'm very thankful for that <laughs> feature on Instagram. Yeah, same. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> that was very embarrassing. But yeah, to me, it was more like a, um, always trying to fit in a mold that wasn't really fitting, like always trying to put on a shoe that was not my number, like wow. all the time. So it was very tiring as a teen, like trying all the time to be this thing that I thought that I thought I needed to be but nobody told me I needed to be that wow. it was like a yeah. self-imposure thing where I was like yeah I need to put, post this kind of content but at the same time very struggling a lot with the fact that I always wanted to do things that really I really liked but I was too embarrassed like mm-hmm. uh, my whole thing that I when I was a teen I wanted to be a booktuber like and have a channel on YouTube about books for books yeah and I was such a fan of, of very like big book tours here here in Spain and they did like meetings where you could go and I never went because I have social anxiety and I had nobody to go with so I was like but I want to create a channel and like I want to talk about books because that was my passion and I never did it because I was Mm -hmm. always like people are gonna be like you're lame so I feel like to me it was all the things that you think of when you're a child and you're a teen and all the judgment you feel you're gonna receive from the the world that surrounds you but to me it was like heightened by the fact that the people on the tabloids were also talking about it because when I did make a YouTube channel, I had what posts about it. <laughs> and I like remember, there's like magazines that like yeah. posted about your YouTube channel. Yeah, and I remember being like, "Why is this interesting? Like, I don't even have followers on there. Like, my content is not as good. Like, I don't understand. I didn't know that." Yeah, but it was very what were uncomfortable. They about it? it was nothing, but to me, it was like a big deal because no, yeah. I was like, I was embarrassed because I didn't want everybody to know. I was doing it because I did like it, so I actually stopped. But to me, it was always this like kind of fighting between me and the idea of me that I had in the, my wow. head. I and mean, that's a lot of pressure because yeah, but it was self-imposed, kind of. I don't know. Like, I think it's self-imposed, but also you have your mom being a very public figure. Even if you yourself don't have following, you're rel- you're connected to your mom. So what you do is going to be like, oh, yeah, this person's daughter is doing this. And you're just like, but it's always like Let me do. when with famous people, like when the kids are not famous, it's always like this once every two years article about like, who are the kids of this, <laughs> this famous actress? And you have this post about you that don't make sense and are not true. And you're there like, wait, I didn't know I studied violin. Like people actually, actually said that about me. And I was like, that's not true though, but I would love to. <laughs> well, that it's so interesting to me because no wonder like of course at this age we're already going to have identity crisis but i can imagine that from a young age your kind of identity even if it's like a joke and it's so small something else like she plays violin you're like but i don't yes <laughs> i don't play the violin like what is I happening don't, like yeah. it's like almost people, people know like, you but yeah no, nobody does nobody really, does no. but i i always had this thing where i wanted to be 
um, because to me being known was the normal so I wanted to be known as in a I don't even know I want to be known it was like kind of a mm. natural thing when I was younger and then I was like I want to be known for something that I did myself because always wow. trying to escape the thing of like she's the daughter of because that's this it's always gonna follow you and right now as I'm older it's I'm grateful for the title because I'm really proud of my mother and I love the, the work she's done and everything but still it's hard to define yourself when your definition of yourself is always tied to somebody else yeah that is not you because you cannot control that narrative yeah and my mom has had a long life before I was here like 35 years yes of life so there was a long time where I was not there. She was her own person and she still is. Right. But we're an extension of her to the public. So I always wanted, like, I had this need to define wow. myself outside of that definition that maybe I took it a little too far in my head. And I was like, maybe, I don't know. I feel like it's a still a thing that everybody struggles with when they have, like, a parent that is, like, a public figure. And to me, my Instagram has always been that the the part of where like I tried to do my own narrative but I wasn't working because I was trying to fit a mold that was not really wow. fitting me so I still like struggle with it because I, I still don't don't post the things I would want to post like if I was right. nobody that I am nobody but if I was like uh, a anonymous like family member of somebody that nobody knows right I would love to post book talk books and like right. everything and I don't because I still feel embarrassed about like what people are going to say about what I read or what I enjoy or, you know right because it is different from what people in my surroundings do so it's kind of like yeah. you know feeling that thing no I don't know if course. this is interesting at all no <laughs> like, I stop yes a hundred percent I think that is very interesting especially we've like never talked about that part we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back like back to the social media with what you were saying is very interesting about your identity and how also the idea that you thought automatically I'm this person's daughter like I have to have a following yeah and now again we haven't talked about this too much but you mentioned before and we have talked about this about the idea of body image yeah. and like self-hatred and having a hard time accepting accepting and body dysmorphia like what is what is that like also you know putting yourself out there yeah and also being 20 and just dealing with those issues yes yes because i feel like everybody deals with this like i don't want to yeah. say like i, I don't want to say because i've always done like the compares compare comparisons to uh, other people mm -hmm. and i don't want to say like they're perfect they don't have any like no. um not confident on other things like it's not that all of that but i always thought i had like the poor hand like in, mm, in like the wrong like yeah the bad bad hand and like when yeah. distribution of like bodies and faces and stuff i yeah. always was like i'm the unlucky one right but it's more like to me it was a struggle between being half black which is a, something i've struggled all my life because i've been raised in madrid which is like a very white um Spain city is not very diverse not at all like more now but like when yeah. when I was younger, I no, and I've always been the only person of color of all my classes, like all of them, and I've been to eight different schools. Holy cow! Yeah. So it's always been a thing that's been very present in my life. Like I'm very different in the skin tone department and also in the body department because when I was like ten, I started to grow like larger than everybody else, and uh, I've I have this bone structure is bigger like than the average. Um, Spanish woman and I don't even want to say that because 
every Spanish woman is average. I get it. Like you're you're Spanish only because you're Spanish, not because of the body you have. Right. I guess like more but of like the average. The, like, yeah. The stereotype of like the the Latin Spanish Spaniard woman is not me. Let's say that. So okay. to me, it was always like all my friends were really small and slim, mm-hmm. and I was always like ten ish centimeters. Uh, taller than them and bigger than them like mm-hmm. much bigger so to me it was always a struggle of i need to be like skinnier and i need to be so it's very sad to think that i've always been on a diet like always thought i had to be on a diet since i was 12 like wow. ev- all my life like it's never been a not not a thing so now that i'm older like i'm 23 it's been almost like more than 10 years of like trying to lose weight consistently so it's very it's very tiring so i was always struggling with that and my my like my body and my skin so it was a a combination that was very like i felt very like an outsider Mm -hmm. so um when i was like looking at the models i had like in spanish society i didn't find any representation that's why like i feel like it is important to have representation. Hundred percent. And of all kinds of things, like I don't know. I remember seeing like Tatiana from like The Princess and the Frog, and I was so excited because it was the yeah. first. I've never never had an actual princess that was like me until Moana, which I was like, oh my god, she kind of does look like me. But Tiana was black, so I was like very happy because like right. there was a black princess, and I was already like fifteen or something. No, so, but that's like but fair. Still, yeah, yeah, it was like very exciting. So I feel like I've always struggled with this, and to me. I've always not been enough mm. in the in the physical department. So I'm always trying to like cover that with like academic validation, like wow. other things, like to to be like okay, I'm not skinny or pretty or whatever, but I am good at math. Maybe <laughs> I can try to be. You know, <laughs> it was always yeah, like I can that. give you this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like n- I'm not like conventionally beautiful, but look what I've done. You know, right. always with achievements like outside of my like myself to try to find that validation like outside so with social media which has uh, what has been hard is that sometimes i do struggle like because i that has created a very very like um strange perception of myself in my head so what i struggle with with social media is trying to uh, put up images of me or trying to do photo shoots or whatever when I'm not liking myself because sometimes you have to do it wow. and you have a campaign to shoot and you cannot choose when to shoot it and maybe you feel very bad about yourself that day but you do have to take that picture and you're not gonna like any of them so I would have to send them to my friends or my mom and be like which one do you think I look good on because I feel like I don't look good on any of them so you don't like trust your own no not at all because I feel like That's when true. you're in very very like low point you don't like yourself at yeah. all in uh, even people are saying like you look you do look gorgeous what my head is saying like you look gorgeous for being you but you're not actually gorgeous you know wow because so you're like rationalizing and like no yeah. this person is saying this but it's not what they actually need yeah. from this it's like kind of a pity like oh but you you look pretty there like it's not that you are but you do look good in that picture you know what i mean but i mean like, like, i just head. disagree with you with no all i, I that get it so it's, it's everything but I subjective it's, yeah i also understand that like it's that when you're in that moment, like you don't trust people's no no like no, me no. saying like no. I actually think you're incredibly like nah, you drop dead gorgeous. You don't care about that. Yeah, yeah. But it is very funny because when when years pass, well, funny and sad because you see pictures that you maybe you hated, and you see them in a very different way. And everybody yeah. has that. I feel like when you do like 
I, I would see like photos from campaigns that I've done where I hated myself and I was like, you look so bad in there, but I need to post that and be like, but I actually look like cute and 20 and like whatever. It's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. But at the time I was like, the end of the world is going to be wow. when I'm, when I, I post this picture and people see how ugly I really am. Right. And I always have this thing where I laugh it up because I love self-deprecation jokes. Like, that's my <laughs> thing. Yep. Yeah, yep. I love them. <laughs> Every 20 something loves them. I feel like <laughs> it's, our it's a very generation thing, yeah. but it's the worst when you do a self-deprecating joke and, and nobody the person, laughs. The person doesn't laugh. They just look at you like, Oh, oh I'm sorry. And I'm like, it's no, so Oh, it's funny yeah, that's laugh. what I'm saying it laugh with me you're allowed I do that with giving you black permission too. and people here get so uncomfortable okay I, I feel said, like right now it's not people are not gonna laugh about you like oh, with you you're about white the- you need to laugh I wasn't um, my, my family my family was slaves of your family like laugh at <laughs> my jokes <laughs> I'm sorry if that's not like, politically incorrect I'm just trying to, that's a that's a joke <laughs> I'm just gonna say also, being black in Spain is very different from being African-American. 100%. So, yeah. Yes, 100%. But people here are not, not used to black people at all. Or, like, black people telling that you that they're black or, like, blackness being a thing they're not used at all. So, uh, whenever I do, like, jokes, I actually love to do them because I love seeing white people being uncomfortable because <laughs> it tells me how, how they are with being checked and stuff. Because mm. yesterday, a guy was, like, he came to me and I was, like, in a party and he came to me with, like, food and he was, like, you need to eat this because people are dying in Africa. And I was, like... <laughs> oh, no. I was, like, I'm black. You cannot say that to me. He was so uncomfortable. <laughs> And that doesn't even make sense. Of course, you can say that to me if you want. Like, it's not a You're good thing like, to say. But uh, I was just throwing in the mix that because he paused before saying Africa, which was something I was like, I noticed that. Yes, noticed because that. he was like, people are dying in Africa. He committed because he already he already was halfway there. That's so, so he needed to funny. say. He's like, oh, it's too late now. So he so he was shocked, and my friend was like, Luna, you cannot say that. And I was like, actually, I can. <laughs> I actually can and I will because I don't know if it's right or wrong but it, it makes you feel like you are uncomfortable and it makes you feel right. like you need to check your racism because if you're uncomfortable right. something is brewing I mean that's like also the subtle racism yeah like the... girl we could talk about this for hours yeah. the little subtle racism we, we face every day that's like something that obviously I can't relate to it all and I no, don't but... have to look at the world like when somebody talks to me it's not things I think the only which is not comparable but the only thing is like as a woman mm-hmm. I can see yes. some men like the things they say I'm just like nah. <laughs> like at work like some people have just made comments and I'm like I'm sorry what? I swear but with that like especially you in think Spain it's true? <laughs> yeah in Spain like I can't imagine like just having conversations and hearing those little things and being I like I also need eh. to say that I'm, I'm mixed so to me it's very like I get this, I get subtle racisms or racisms like blunt, but I don't have the same experience as a f- person that is fully black or, um, and it's not the same in Europe that it is in other co- uh, continents. So I do feel like I have a very like privileged experience with being black because I don't face as much racism that like a lot of other people face because I do have like people in my life that are fully black yeah that face a lot more like racism that i do right. just because i'm maybe a little white and they're like but are you like mexican maybe you know like it's right. not it's not black black so right. people get confused with that but i'm curious like do you feel because being more you know you are kind of 
a lot of the times in the industry of like doing photo shoots and campaign yeah. or whatever do you feel sometimes in spain that they see you as like oh this person's exotic yeah I, i'm i'm more i'm normally the token like black girl in some projects and that's positive discrimination called in spain i don't know if it is called like that in in english i think so yeah um when you get chosen just because you are this minority and right. they need to fill in the blanks and be like okay we're diverse like we have a gla black girl like, yeah yes. and i'm not even fully black <laughs> so yes i do feel like that sometimes the other day i was in, a, in an event and it was very funny because they were talking about how diverse this product is and they taste tested it in like a hundred different skin tones and all of the girls that were invited to the event minus me and another girl were white <laughs> so it was You're really like, funny because um, it's like how diverse is your product really whose really? skin tone have you yeah because it was like and she was talking about them black people and us black uh, white people And it was like not in Oof. a in a bad way, but at the same time, I was like, I'm the black people you're talking about. <laughs> I I represent the black yeah. people, the black skin tone that you have just talked about. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, sometimes that's... it is, yeah. But also, I've been raised as like my skin has not been a conversation in my house ever, mm. which is very good. And at the same time, sometimes it's quite bad because. Um, you, I don't have that sense of pride that sometimes mm. people of color have that I would maybe like to have with some things like you know your ethnicity should be something that you're proud of right. and celebrated and of course we've, we've always been celebrated but it's not something that we really like pay attention to my my sense of like um, of realization about my skin type has always been from the outside never from my house or my inside you know wow That's it. I mean, your mom is the one parent in like the two parents yeah. <laughs> that is white. Yeah, and she's and raised me. So right. also, your yeah. you, your dad hasn't been much in the yeah. picture. So, like, I can imagine that it's hard for her to be able to share. Yeah, but she loves part. like everything about like the culture we're from. But also, she loves African culture. Like, right? Yeah, and that's true. My family actually like we. It's funny because we're all the grandkids are like mixed. Mm -hmm. Like, and this is very like nobody was expecting it but <laughs> a, a party they were like, traditional spanish yeah. family yeah the and apparently are. like yeah and we're all mixed if and half french yeah. so it is something that we can relate with each other with mm. and the minority is my white blonde cousin i have That's one and <laughs> she's very cute because she also speaks french but she's the only one who is not like half french or half black so right. it is cute That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Well, the, yeah, I mean, I can imagine that with already this period of life no matter who you are the color of your skin gender whatever it's yeah it's, it's confusing, confusing yeah but then you add in those layers that yeah. are so complicated and so weird and it also depends on where you live and everything and it makes everything even more confusing because yeah. you're both finding a way to find yourself mm. and who you are and fitting into a space mm. while being especially in spain being very conscious that you look different than yeah. most people yeah i also don't want to feel like um i'm saying this like uh, it's harder for me because i'm like you know it's not that the message i'm trying to come across no with, but it's your experience yeah it's just my experience yeah. and i i'm That's valid i also like feel and I, i i feel like i i need to like make clear that i'm very like happy about the the experience i've had because i feel like they make us who we are and i also feel like i have a very ex privileged like experience with all of it so still like i'm very like also i don't know i feel like we all have our kind of troubles and things we need to be dealing with and this is my hand 
So now I don't feel like when I was a child, because I also had acne when I was a teen. So I was like, I'm fat, I'm black, and I have acne. <laughs> so like, I mean, everything was bad. No, yeah. And I now everything is celebrated. Like, uh, maybe I'm more in the plus size uh, side. And I'm happy with it. Sometimes I, get, I can get like, not confident about right. it but i love when i represent people or people write to me and be like uh, i'm so thankful you you share this experience because so it resonates with me like that's very beautiful yeah. so maybe I, sometimes I, I i used to say like fake it until you make it <laughs> i i don't believe in that anymore but i am feeling like maybe you feel bad about yourself but think that you're not alone in your the yes. experience you're facing like we all are a hundred percent confidently clueless <laughs> yeah i mean hey this is why i'm making this no but it's true i think like there's room for both to feel pride yeah. and like be you know thankful and also just be like well but this was my experience and it is hard and it yeah. was hard but but i feel like that's also maturing right because maybe when you're yeah. a teen everything is like oh uh, you're not thankful I at think, all. I think, like, one of the main traits of being a teenager is that, t- teenagers, that you're unable to, yeah, to be have a detached mindset or yeah. seeing it from another perspective. It's yeah. just, like, you know, now we are still very confused, but we can, at least some of us, can see it from another perspective. Hmm. But real quick, because this is also something that we have kind of touched upon before with body image, that we had a conversation about this and I honestly think about it a lot and we are in a book club together so yes. you're currently reading a book yeah that okay there's four of us all three of us have read it and Luna has not finished it yet but whatever oh, yeah okay but yeah. in this I book I got confused okay I don't want <laughs> I don't want to do like a spoiler it's everything I know about love okay. by Dolly um Apple Ad- Adelton Adelton oh my god I can't believe I'm forgetting her name because it was it's such something a good book Adelton yeah I should look at that. But anyway, very good book. And Wait. it talks about what you have mentioned with, uh, before about body image and worth. And putting yeah. your worth on being feeling that if you're not skinny enough, that you won't be loved. Yeah. And that you won't be a good friend. Mm-hmm. And this is something that when you shared it with me, it really shocked me. Because I've never, like, I've, I've never thought about it mm-hmm. like that. I've never, I've never, like, I have, in my experience, weight hasn't been something that's been on my mind a lot. And I never, like, realized that you would have a perspective that Mm -hmm. being a certain body weight would make you a bad friend or, I don't know. To be honest, like, the first time I shared this, because to me it was such a statement in my head that I never thought people didn't feel like that. Mm -hmm. And because I feel that that's the the message like if you're like of the world i feel like yeah. of all the movies we see and stuff it's like if you're not skinny you're not worth it that's true so i always have this thing in my head and I, it's super funny to me that when i said it uh, you and rocio because i also shared it with her w- yeah. were so shocked and to me it was shocking that it was not <laughs> a thing i guess like i do relate in the fact that i've had i have had times where i'm like maybe i'm not skinny enough mm-hmm. and the way that I don't like or the way my body is shaped is not good enough. I'm mm-hmm. not going to, you know, people are not, not that they're not going to like me, but it's just I'm not going to, someone's not going to love me. Yeah. I think it, I had that more with boys Yeah. growing up. But I think what it was so shocking is that as a friend, I was mm-hmm. just like, but Luna, I've literally never even thought, thought about yeah. that. Like, But to me, it's uh, comforting and also unsettling the fact that you never, like you, when my friends, like all my friends never thought about it. In well, in, like, ways. with you, I mean, like, I yeah, would never no, think me, about, me, like, Luna as a good friend because of this weight. No. Like, I'm like, that's but not even... It's also, like, to me, it's very comforting because I'm like, okay, so 
I have the space to be, even if I'm like 100 pounds or like 50, you know? I have yes. the space to be, not pounds, kilo, sorry. Yeah, it's 50, not pounds. 50 pounds is not it. You'd be dead. Yeah. But in kilograms, yeah. I don't really know the it's, conversion, but whatever. Yeah, yes. so I feel like it's very comforting to know you have the space to be, whatever your weight is. But it's also like a bit like uncomforting to know that it's something that you struggle so much with, people don't really have into account. And that's something also all my friends, I feel like, are working on. Mm-hmm. All my, like, maybe more normative friends yeah. um, are working on. Because I feel like pe- maybe because they don't know what it feels like, they don't really take into account that m- that might be a thing with me. Mm. Um, and I'm very grateful that the people that are, like, trying or, like, are concerned or, like, are vocal about, like, what do you need me to say when you're in that yeah. state or like you know these kind of things like when we talk about it it is very helpful because everybody needs certain things yeah and maybe i do need some things or like or for example to me like um to uh, when we talked about this in my house and it was very like um something that you both didn't know i needed mm-hmm. and when i whenever you say and you know you've put on weight not about body dysmorphia because of course like that's another topic but when you know you've put on weight the fact that people are denying it on you is like you don't really need to say but you're beautiful because that's not mm. the, the what i'm looking for i'm just saying i put on weight i don't feel comfortable about myself and i need to be acknowledged with right. that even if uh, i'll do the path and i'll be happy with my body maybe someday at this point of my life i need to be acknowledged about the fact that i'm not comfortable and and maybe if we go out i will feel self-conscious and all of these things you know and if you're not really like minding the fact that or trying to diminish the fact that maybe it's very important to me that i put on weight it actually doesn't help my situation you know so the fact that people are very like uh, mm-hmm. open to know what you need or what you would want and also uh, with Rocio she does a lot like sometimes I would want something that is not healthy mm-hmm. for example when I lose the weight I want people to say like you've lost the weight you know mm-hmm. because that's like feeding my my sense of like you're only you're good. doing good yeah yeah like and you're only receiving the compliments when you're like skinnier so it's wow. like and so Rocio won't say anything and it would get me upset because it's like but I've worked a lot uh, that's very so hard on it and she's like i'm not going to recognize something that is not healthy wow so to it, it's a battle too between like um trying to find what suits you and trying to find the healthy things right because also like there's different ways to healthy if you want to lose weight yeah like going course. on the diet yeah, like of course like that it's yeah. just not healthy but also not only healthy ways to lose weight but also healthy reasons to lose yes, weight. yes that's and so that's true. the main thing i that's feel so like true. because you can lose weight because you feel like you need to lose weight and that's the wrong approach yes or you can lose weight maybe you want to feel more like uh or the thing is that it's always we're always about being healthy and yeah. so if you want to be healthy you can do whatever but the the weight cannot be the goal right yes that's that the, is that's such the, a good point that's the theory i mean like yeah. that's what i no, try no, to say true. but at the same time of of course we struggle with that no mm. no that's so that's so true like about the reasons that's so important and i think that's so interesting what you said about when you have gone when you lose weight all of a sudden you get this positive reinforcement of like oh my god you're looking great yeah and that of course is going to feed this negative loop of like oh then i have to stay in this weight because this is when people are going to recognize me this is when i'm going to get the validation and also to me it's like being very like natural like i love uh, like being 
I don't know. I, I, I love food, to be honest. Like, yeah. I love eating. I love enjoying eating. I love eating with my friends. And, like, we're Spanish. Like, it's yes. kind of our culture. So, it's so limiting when you're on a diet and, and you're restrictive and you cannot eat with people and you're not going to lunches and stuff. But also, it's, like, trying all, all the time when I'm on a diet or I'm trying yeah. to be skinnier or I'm trying to maintain the weight. Whenever it's that hard it shouldn't be something you're doing because yeah. to me it's like an odyssey every time i try to uh, lose the weight or yeah. like stay in a very like slim weight it's like it's not natural to me it's and not fun not not <laughs> at all but it's like but it has to be this way because right. people are saying that that's the way i need to be to work or to to gain like uh, you know like right. recognition or whatever and to me i always like now um with uh, trying starting like to do castings and stuff um i'm trying very hard not to focus on my weight and focus more on the craft yeah but i do feel like this thing of like i've never seen uh uh in spain a um like major car character in a musical being plus size like ever so i'm like is there space for people like like me in that mm -hmm. kind of industry where i want to start right. so it's hard to balance the fact that it is also it, it it's an internalized monologue but also from the outside oh, 100%, so it's hard 100%. to like put them both into yeah. perspective and i think also at the age that we're in our body weight is fluctuating constantly yeah. like i even within one day yeah and also we're women yes so exactly already with women our hormones yeah <laughs> like our monthly cycles that is going to affect so much what our weight is yeah. and even like Something that I do, I've, I'm struggling with, and this is like something that I'm working on now, is with food, yeah. feeling very bloated. Yeah. But something I've had to be very aware of that I want to stop is that I will start out the day looking at my stomach and I'll like constantly check in the mirror yeah. how bloated has gotten or how it's shifted yeah. to the point where sometimes I don't know what is bloating from food that doesn't sit well with me or mm -hmm. what is just normal because having a complete flat stomach is not normal like my no. mom has to been like has to has had to tell me Zamira you have organs yeah you have to go somewhere They're there <laughs> you know like this is normal yeah. it is fine and that's also something that is a little bit confusing because we're trying to hold on or with this body image it's like well I want to look this certain yeah. way but already no matter what you do as women as people just at the age we're in where yeah. our bodies are changing like we've finish puberty but we haven't in yeah. a way like we're still going into our bodies it's changing a lot yeah and i also have like pcos and to me it has been like a game changer to know my diagnosis because mm. i used to feel like it was very like um frustrating because i didn't know the tools or like the things i worked on everybody else didn't work on me and uh, i found that tiktok has been very very like soothing to me in this mm -hmm. way because i found a lot of people that also have pcos and share like tips and things and also like it's so important to know your body and to know yourself to actually know what he likes and you need to feed him and stuff and when you know that someday sometimes it just clicks you know and wow. it's like okay so this is the food i i i feel yes. good eating or this is the food i feel confident with um so i don't know i feel like it's also important to be very like mindful these are the years where like it's fine if you're like everybody is like doing the best they can it's funny if you're you're eating like pasta every night because that's like you're in a dorm and that's what you're having yes like, it's totally fine but it's also fine if you're trying to to look for a path 
where you find the right fit for yeah. you for the rest of your life because yeah. this is a home we have for the rest of our lives yes this is not like something we can change yeah. so it's interesting because i feel like our teenagers or at least my experience was very much trying to just fit in and yeah. trying to be a mold yes. and now i'm like the complete opposite of where i want everything very personalized mm -hmm. i need to find like my own style yeah. that fits with me i need to find my own food yeah that what you ate before or what everybody else eats is not gonna affect you the same and it's not gonna be good for you like the exercise yeah. my morning routine everything is changing and i'm trying to find it for me and like we were just talking about how we just don't really want to go out anymore yeah. and party or get really drunk <laughs> but like, i feel as a winter though honestly even in the summer yeah i'd rather just have like but, uh, dinner parties yeah or have that's what i mean outside. yeah i'm yeah, gonna yeah, go yeah. like super late and but like clubs and yeah, stuff like no. that like I'm that's something that i did in right college now. And I didn't realize I was gonna like grow out of it so quickly, yeah. and I like, don't want to. But then I still go on Instagram sometimes, and I see people going to parties, and I'm like, should I be doing that? <laughs> but it's like, no, no, I shouldn't. I don't want to. No, exactly. I but don't that's want the thing. To. Like, we should do whatever we want to do. And in, yeah. like everybody who's listening, also like, you should do whatever you want to do, yeah. not whatever your parents, like friends, their yeah. boyfriends, girlfriends want. And to I do. think it's the time. I think it's cool that our generation in general is very good at vocalizing that and trying to at a young age identify what do we want to yeah. do because there's many 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 adults many people that don't realize until much later like i've just been doing what i thought i should be yeah, doing yeah that's so sad too and i think it's now at a younger age people are more in tune with like no but this is like what's what my want to take yeah or in general that's what i've seen around hmm. with some people Thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I cannot wait to listen to all of these podcasts, um, like all episodes. Well, you and Rafi are also starting a podcast. Once yeah. you have the name and it's it's Yay. figured out, I will... It's, um, it's going to be in Spanish. So if anybody that's listening to this speaks Spanish too. And they can practice. Yeah. And they can listen to you. But do you want to uh, share your socials for anybody oh, yes. who wants to follow okay, you? Okay, so my Instagram is lunaleon. Well, normally on in everything. I use TikTok like not as much, but it's also like that. Amazing. Imagine after this, I'm gonna be a book talker. I support that and a lot of Sarah Jumas content. Please, yes. we are huge fans of Super Sarah Jumas. So, um, if by well, she's never obviously gonna listen to this. No. But if you want to release a new book already, um, please please do. do. <laughs> anyway, well, thank you so much. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. <laughs>